Behind the Shades. We have to get into the understanding that sensuality does not equal sexuality or doesn't equal being dirty, doesn't equal being a whore or anything like that. Sensuality is just that the way you walk, the way you express yourself, the type of words that you choose, the way you look at somebody, the way you play with your hair. Those are the signals that men are looking for, right? Is is a smile, is opening your heart. Men need to feel welcomed by our aura. They need to feel that there is something so he can go for it. There is an invitation for him to make a move because it doesn't feel good for a man to always make be making a move and being rejected. I also, you know, tell men when I work with men, you want to differentiate when a woman is, is interested in you and when she's not and you're wasting your time right? Because we don't want men to be wasting time with women who are not interested. If she tells you, I'm not interested, then leave it alone. Find another woman who's interested in you. But yeah, definitely women, we have to learn how to give signals without coming, you know, um, as dirty or uh, you were giving me signals that you wanted me to take you to bed. That is also another line that we have to learn how not to cross, right? There is teasing that can be confused with sensuality. There is, um, I gave you a signal to make a move just to kiss me, but you went way too far now, have to reject you as a man. So we don't want to do that either, you know? So even if she's giving you those signals of let's take it deeper, you have to decide if that's what you want as a man and hold back or not. Do you find sometimes that that line between what you're the message you're giving out and you're not coming across as something else, as you mentioned, a whore, because for this probably impacts women a lot more. They no one wants to be seen as easy, as cheap, as whatever. How do you help your clients establish that boundary that says this is what I want as of right now, but this is my boundary, respect it and don't cross it. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, we women are groomed from a very young age to please men, to be there for them. And we see all these ads, you know, they're still going on, uh, even though we are making some changes and improvements, there is still a lot of messages out there that say, uh, women are here to please men because men build the world, right? We've been seeing what it means to be a woman through men's lens. And now we women are finally learning what it is to be a woman through my own lens. How does that feel like? That is the basis of my work and what I do. So it is a deep question, to be honest with you, because we have to first learn what we want, learn to listen to our intuition, get out of survival mode, get out of policing mode. Because you'll be surprised how many women I tell them, you are not here to have sex with men. Stop having sex with them. Wait at least three months or wait until you're exclusive to have sex with him. Some of the answers that I've gotten are men want sex. If you don't give him sex, he's out of the picture. And I challenge that with, well, he's not the man for you and he's only going to play you, right? Hold back on sex and you'll see the men who are there 
for you, the men who really want to stay and pursue you, they're not going to be turned off by you saying no to sex. So they have to really heal that sexual energy that we women have, because we have been using that sexual energy to just police men, unfortunately. I agree. I think too many people for far too long have been using sex to get what they want. And worse yet, trying to change the person. For example, if I want to get with you, but I know that you're not really into a relationship or you don't know what you want, I may use sex to say, okay, she's going to stay around me. She's going to spend some time with me. The longer she's around me, maybe she'll come around and say, okay, you know, Terrain, let's get, I agree, let's get married. I think too many people have been using sex for things that is not necessarily needed for. Because if someone doesn't want to, if someone doesn't want to be with you or having sex, or if someone only wants that, let them go. Because once you have sex with them, they're going to leave anyway. So whether they leave before the sex or after the sex, which one is worse? When you don't have heartbreak and the other one you do have heartbreak. Do you help your clients understand the difference between those two scenarios? Absolutely. You know, and one of the ways that I explained this, and actually I got this from John Gray, he's the father of Mars and Venus books. Uh, one thing that I learned early on is how our bodies are designed. We women have our breasts uh, exposed. So we women always need to start in our hearts, meaning we need that emotional connection. And then if we have that emotional connection, it's easier for us to drop that energy into a sexual energy, a sexual connection. So it's easier for a woman to feel turned on, right? That's why the man needs to do the pursuing and he needs to create that romance for her. So he strikes her heart first and then goes down. If he starts with down there, it's hard for her to feel turned on. So that's when she starts feeling resentful. He used me, he didn't do the right thing, you know? So there is a lot of confusion. Uh, and for men, on the other hand, you know, you have your um, hearts exposed. So men start there. And then like a thermometer, the energy starts rising. The more you can hold back on sex as a man, the more you will be falling for this woman. Unfortunately, as John uh, explains in his books, if a man has sex too early on for a woman, he releases and he needs about six days to rebuild his testosterone. This is one of the reasons why men pull away, right? After you guys have sex, and you are better to confirm this for me, after you guys have sex, usually you need to disconnect, you go back into the world, and you need to look for activities that are going to help you create that um, hormonal balance again. One of them, if you're not committed to her, will be hunting again. So you start checking out on girls again, you start looking for that woman again. And what happens to her? She already created an emotional connection with you. So this is one of the differences between men and women. You men, when you have sex, you release onto her. We receive all of that energy. And now we have created that emotional attachment. But because you release that and dump it on us, you, have, you don't want to deal with us. And this could happen for a week or two weeks. And now we have to, you know, transmute that energy and we have to pull back then you're going to start getting messages why you're not answering me what's going on i thought you were into me why 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 all the questions the desperation she enters this desperation state because of that connection that she created because you dump her your energy on her but you're gone 
you know i don't know if that makes any sense but i i tell women you know this is something that you need to learn how to hold back on and you have to practice and you have to learn how to stay in your power and not give sex too easily because at the end of the day our bodies are temples our bodies are beautiful temples that create life don't give it to strangers Give it to a man who has good intentions with you, a man who has proven that he's going to value you and take care of you. Don't do it just because that's what he wants. Don't do it just because, oh, he's going to love me. That's the complete opposite. And while it is true, some people will challenge me with saying, oh, I slept with my now husband on the first date. That is the exception to the rule. It's not the rule. For those wondering, I've never had sex in my life. So, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, I will 100% agree. When someone tells me they've had sex on the first date, I'm like, okay, did that make you happy? Well, that's the whole point, right? You want to, <clears throat> you want to make sure that the situation is right. And if the situation is right for you, then ultimately that person becomes your wife or your husband, then we will applaud you. But is that the norm? Absolutely not. Is that the rule? No. And I think sometimes we get confused saying that, well, let's go with the exception. Well, yeah, you can get 100 people and let's say 10 of them, maybe 15 of them for the first couple of dates, they've had sex every single time and it's worked out. But then there's a larger group who don't necessarily want to discuss it, that it didn't work out. And if you're a betting person, what do you want to bet on? You want to bet on the 75%, the 85%, or do you want to bet on the 15% and the 20, 20%, right? So when I speak to the woman that I work with, I always tell them, establish what you want and communicate it very, very clearly, right? Hey, John, this is what I like. This is what I'm looking for in a relationship. If it doesn't match up, sex is not going to change that person, nor is it going to keep them around to have a healthy relationship because then you're putting yourself in a situation where it's like, well, Terrain, if I don't do it, then I'm always coming home to no one. At least this way, I'm coming home to someone. Have you helped anyone deal with loneliness as a consequence of them not maybe doing what they could do sexually in a relationship to continue it, even though they know it's not the right fit for them? Yeah, you know, loneliness is a big one for everyone in this planet. We are more connected than ever, but we feel more disconnected than ever. And that goes back to re the relationship you have with yourself. So for this year, I decided to go on an experiment of joy. For me is, what does joy look like? And you know, I believe in manifestation and I teach manifestation. So when you want to manifest something big, because we're always manifesting the good and the bad things. But when you want to manifest abundance, money, a, a guy or a woman, whatever it is that you want to manifest, you want to do it from a joyful place. That's the highest vibration. But if we're constantly complaining or feeling down when things are not going our way, you're going to be manifesting from that place. So you're going to be manifesting more loneliness. And it is true. We can get lonely. We can be sad. We can feel alone. So what can you do to not feel that way? What are some of the steps that you can take to improve that feeling? 
The first one is, of course, work on your emotional connection with yourself. Because we have many, many parts of ourselves. We reject parts of ourselves. For example, uh, we can be rejecting the shameful part of, of, I could be rejecting the shameful part of me. I deny her. I don't listen to her. I don't know what her needs are. And then I will be attracting a partner who's going to reveal that side of me, which is the shadow or the ego side of me. When my partner triggers that shame part of me that have, I have not accepted, I'm going to be upset. And that's what's going to uh, sabotage that relationship. So I do a lot of parts work in my uh, coaching business because I need to help people bring the parts of themselves that they are rejecting. Once they realize, oh my God, um, the part of me, for example, that never felt calmness. Now I can embrace this part. How does calmness feel like? How does listening to my shame part of me feel like? How can I provide those needs that I'm seeking from a partner? How can I give that to myself? And that is the embodiment part. How does joy feel like? And can I find joy even when I'm going through a bad moment, a bad day, or I come back home and I feel loneliness? What can I create for me in my home, in my sacred temple to have that joy? I'm gonna go get some more.